Hi everybody, welcome to my podcast. I'm saying everybody like I'm gonna release this to the world. I really don't know. This might just be like a video diary for, not a video diary, a voice diary for my future self or for my future child or just for my friends. I'm not really sure if I'm going to release it, Um, but I've just had a really sucky month and I wanted to document that healing process as much as I could so I decided um, maybe like just start a podcast and then that'll be a great way to you know kind of talk about it so basically I went through a breakup and when you hear the story that I'll like briefly discuss later about the breakup you're gonna be like Maya why did this lead you to a whole podcast project and you're like it's not even it wasn't even that big of a deal but to me it was traumatizing traumatizing so that's what I'm gonna get into um throughout this podcast so you're probably thinking like if you know me and I release this and you're like wow Maya I know her but I've never heard her say more than hi to me and I would say you're absolutely correct I am the definition of an introvert I don't like talking to people the only people that know that I talk a lot are my mother my father my sister and my close friends everybody else probably I'm just known as that quiet girl that you know very polite very nice but like the girl that just says hi and kind of just like kind of stands there I just don't I don't know why I just don't really like talking to people it's just never been fun for me it's never been a comfortable experience for me some people get joy out of that I physically want to curl up in a ball if I have to speak to people that I don't know so this is probably the most you're ever going to hear me talk I do have a lot to say I just I don't know I just never really say it out loud mostly because my brain doesn't think as fast as my mouth does so I can't like spew out things that fast but you know I'm I'm a a fun I'm a funny person I have lots of things to say so that's what I'm going to take this time to do so let's talk about the evolution to how I got to podcasting when um we broke up in the beginning after that we decided to still be friends so at that time I was like I don't know why I decided this but I was like I'm just gonna journal this whole like relationship I'm just gonna not saying like everything like oh my god he was that wise person like I wasn't journaling like bad things I was journaling good things bad things but I was doing it on my phone in my notes and like every couple days when something would happen and like work stuff too I would just journal it then once we broke up again um more recently the only thing that was keeping me sane was like video diarying. So I would come home every day. Like the first, like after it first happened, I like spent three hours on my photo booth on my MacBook and I was like, this is what happened. Like everything that happened. I was just, I was on there for like three hours just talking about the whole entire situation, how I felt, all these like newfound things people were telling, like everything that w- could ever happen. I was just video diarying it, just talking to myself to my computer like four hours. Then I would go to work a couple days later. I would figure out more things or like discover more, like in my mind, like more revelations. And then I would video diary that again. And I just kept doing that. And that was keeping, that was making me feel better. I don't know why, but me like just vocalizing how I was feeling was really helping me through this situation. So then I was like, girl, you like podcasting. Like I like, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But I was like, why don't you just make it into a podcast? And then maybe have your friends and the women in your life come on and they can talk about their, like, relationship journeys and things like that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. 
So I listened to podcasts. Like I've been listening to like two podcasts for a few years now. And then when we broke up in the beginning, I could not listen to music. My favorite type of music is like sad girl music. So when you when your life becomes the lyrics of the songs, it's a little more um it's a little more difficult to listen to them when you're going through it. So basically my whole entire catalog of music I could not listen to without wanting to scream, cry or break something. So podcasts became my source of like entertainment on my way to work and while I was at work. So I just started listening to more podcasts and things like that. When we more recently broke up, I was listening to podcasts for answers. Ask me if I've ever researched this much for my school. The answer would be no. But for this, I was like listening to podcasts about heartbreak, breakups, um, create like just anything, everybody's story, anybody's relationship advice. Like I was just watching and listening to all those podcasts trying to get answers. Like why was this happening to me? Why did it have to happen this way? Like I was just very like I have to figure this out so I was I became obsessed with podcasts they were kind of um literally keeping me alive like they were keeping me alive for a good two three weeks so that's basically why I wanted to do this um I'm also I consider myself a creative person not artistic but creative like I used to I love to edit videos like I would just edit videos for fun or I would try to find friends that were like starting YouTubes or things like that and I'd be like let me just edit your videos so I really always enjoyed that uh behind the scenes type of work so I was like you're creative you know how to you can put a microphone up and you can you know edit some stuff why don't you do this for yourself like even if it doesn't go anywhere just do it for yourself so that's why I decided to basically start this podcast now I'm going to talk about the breakup briefly. Like this podcast series project whatever is not about him. This is not for him. Um I wish him well. I hope he's doing okay. Did I want to burn down his house when I found out what happened? Um of course I did, 100%, but you know, that's I that's not the godly thing to do, so I, I I'm not going to do that. Um but this is more for me. But I do have to tell a little bit of it so that we can understand why I'm in the place that I'm in and why this was so traumatic. Before I talk about it, I'm going to say that I had gone my whole life, my I'm 26, but I had gone my 25 years of life not being in a relationship. I was very um, adamant about making sure that I had finished school, making sure that I had money, making sure that I was good by myself before I entertained anybody else. Like, I just didn't want to do that because I knew how much work relationships took and I just didn't have that energy in me to do that and I just wanted to make sure that I was good before I did that and that was always my thing like of course I was never a boy crazy girl um of course I saw guys I knew guys were cute um I talked to some guys here and there but I just never it was just never in my heart to like meet a relationship some people and if that's you congratulations good for you I hope you're okay um to have a relationship but I, that's just never been me like I've never been like my oh do you have a boyfriend I'm like no I'm in school I'm I'm focusing on school like oh my you're so pretty why don't you know school because because school was so hard for me I just also thought I could not focus on two things like school took everything out of me that I could not physically have another thing to worry about so that was that um so the guy that I was in the relationship with 
we were friends for a few years before at the time like the whole time i've known him he's had a girlfriend so i had never like looked at him that way like i just he was always just the guy that had the girl no he wasn't that's not all he was but to me he just always had a girlfriend um so then in the summertime um we started talking and basically at the end of july we got into a relationship now for the next five months these were the most intense five months of my whole entire existence on this whole planet like i had gone from just caring about myself like it was i mean i cared for other people but my main focus in life was just me to having to shift my feelings and my priorities and my time to someone else and when i tell you everything that could go wrong went wrong in this relationship not like so much between us um but just the outside world was just it was like one thing after the other after the other after the other for for the literally the whole entire five months it was just so exhausting um i will say that like i don't know if i was what he needed at the time and i don't know if he's what i needed at the time but i will say that we tried our best to make it work um during giving the circumstances like I can give him that and I can give me that like we really tried our best to make it work for as long as we could uh the song that I think about for our relationship is called colorway and I'll play it here funny how we're not similar but make love anyway mesh well like colorway mm, love me basically like we were very opposite like i don't even know people say opposites attract and i guess they do like we had the same i guess core foundations of life but most of our most of us was very opposite so we did that um until december like december early january and then he decided to end it he was like i'm he was just going through a lot of changes he's like i'm gonna focus on me um we should and like we should just break up and i'm like okay cool like that's totally fine like i get it he's like well we should still be friends and i was like oh yeah sure like let's be friends like that's oh that's always a good idea so i had agreed to that literally nothing changed if i'm being quite honest like we we just nothing changed so we decided to be friends so from like mid-january to the end of february we had decided that we were gonna like start dating a little dating is the in the loosest form of that word we decided to like start dating again so that's what we were doing um until the end of february i will give him that we um tried it till the end of february we had talked about getting back together a couple times but i had said i don't think we're quite ready for that yet like i didn't think that like we were doing good but it wasn't good enough for me to want to start back in the relationship just not yet like it was still very soon so I said no anyway so then um the beginning of March he was like yeah I have to focus on school school's getting really rough like let's just stop talking and to me how I thought it was was we're just not going to talk as much as we usually do and I was like yeah sure cool like that's totally fine like I don't really need to talk to you all the time like I'm, I'm cool and that was that then I don't I don't know the timeline's kind of blurry but I remember that it was like a cycle, like almost every week for like three weeks in March, it would, he would call me every week and just basically tell me like, just kidding, like I don't want to, no, it was like the next week, he was like, I don't really want to do this anymore, like 
I'm done, like, I'm done with you, like, bye. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I was like, I'm sending my sister with your stuff, and then we'll just be done. Like, that'll just be that. And in my mind, I genuinely thought, like, genuinely thought that he was trying to get better. He was trying to focus on himself. He didn't want to be codependent. All the, all the things that, you know, they tell you, I was like, okay, cool, like, fine. I could, I could understand that. I have no reason to be upset with you for that. Like, that doesn't make any sense to be upset. So that happened. Then I go to Dominican Republic with my family. I'm doing good. I'm eating. I'm having a good time. I'm in the sun. My dad's birthday. We're having a grand old time. And I'm getting over this relationship because I'm like, he's like, he's focusing on himself. He doesn't have like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's in my mind. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm like, I'm just getting over it. I wasn't like 100% healed, obviously, but I was pretty much like, uh, I was content with the fact that we probably were like done. Then my last, my last day in the country, I go online and I see this post. This guy is in a full on I love you relationship. And I was like, okay. And that's when the crazy switch inside of me that I did not know existed turned on. Like, and then I just went off. And I have already told God I've already repented for that whole day. And I was like, I'm sorry that I did that. I don't feel bad for what I did. But I, I mean, that's not, that wasn't really the mature. I mean, I wasn't crazy, but I could have not done it. But I was just so like angry because I genuinely thought that he was getting himself together and then that happened. So I was like, no, everyone's going to know everything. If anybody asks me anything, I'm telling them every single thing that happened. Like, I don't care. Like, I just went off for that whole entire day. Then he called me that night and we talked and I was never going to tell him how I really felt just out of his feelings, which is a problem for myself that I have to work on. But like, I was like, no, he's, you know, I don't want to tell him anything. Like he's working through things. Like I'm going to, you know, he'll know what he needs to know type of situation. But after that, I was like, no. So when he'd called me that day, I told him everything. I was like, just everything I felt, I said. And I, I was happy that I was able to do that because I always kind of regretted not telling him exactly how I felt. So that felt good. Um, and then that was that. That was in the relationship. And you're probably thinking, like, girl, like, this was, this is not even, like, I've gone through worse or this is not that bad or whatever, whatever, whatever. But to me... That was just crazy to me. Like, I have never gone through anything this intense in my life. Like, the most intense thing I've gone through, like I said, was school. So, I think the the reason why I'm so, like, I don't know my emotions about this, but the reason why I'm even doing all this is because I feel like I was just thrown out like a piece of trash. Like it's Tuesday or I don't even know when trash is taken out but like let's say Tuesday trash day you forgot to take out that trash you're running really quickly and you're just throwing it on the curb and you're like oh god so glad I remember to take out that trash and then like out of sight out of mind like that's how I felt I felt like I was just discarded and that's the part that's going to take a long time for me to not a long time but it's going to take me a very yeah a long time to get over because I knew the relationship wasn't great it wasn't awful but I knew it wasn't great so that I can that I can get over, that I can heal from, that I, like, something just don't work out, it could be wrong time, it could be wrong person, I don't know, I, I don't know why, why things happen the way they do, but I can understand that the relationship um, didn't work out, like, that's easy to comprehend. What I cannot comprehend is the fact that I was just, like, discarded, 
like okay done with her on to the next so that's what I'm trying to heal from hopefully um therapy will help me with that but yeah that's just basically that whole story hopefully it's not too intense and I have to like cut it out uh but that is that okay so let's talk about how this was a very humbling experience for me (laughs) and I I honestly thought because and it's a control issue that's very obvious that's what this is but I thought that like if I was just very strategic about how I did things in the relationships that I got into like I was never gonna experience heartbreak I was gonna be like a one and done kind of girl like I waited so long I'm such a sweet girl like I don't do anything bad like that's not gonna make me no that was absolutely that was absolutely not true God said no you're gonna experience things you're gonna feel things you're gonna go through emotions that people go through and you're gonna learn from it so that's exactly what happened and yeah I'm, I was extremely humbled I was kicked off of that pedestal that I put myself on and I was slowly 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 trickled and fell down to the bottom of the ground where I am right now because like I when I tell like my my delusion I literally thought like this would never happen to me if you pick if you're like very strategic like it just won't happen but like who was I to think that I would be excluded from such a thing crazy but yeah, this was extremely humbling for me. That's something that I'm working through, <laughs> that I have to get through. But yeah, let me talk about my theories of why I think this happened to me. It's only one theory, but I do think that I self-sabotage myself in my earlier years of life. Like I said earlier, my uh, go-to music is sad girl music. Like Adele, back in the day, Adele was was everything. Like Adele 19, that album, crazy um SZA wow Summer Walker she's kind of new everybody says she's a witch anyway her yeah all those people all those sad songs all those breakup songs those were just my my jams but um do they hit a little different now (laughs) yes 100% they do um are they a little triggering yes they are but I really think that I don't want to say that I sang these songs over my life but I kind of think that like I did like there was this Jasmine Sullivan song I think it's called uh brand new and I think it's about her like dating somebody in the music industry and they told like they had told him to get rid of her I don't remember how it goes somebody in the music industry so I could like sing this song to them because she like sang it with so much like oh like it was just so it was just so powerful and I was like wow I would oh but like why would I say that why what what possessed me to say stuff like that like I don't know I that's just my theory and you'll probably hear a lot of theories that I'm saying and you're like Maya that literally makes no sense you're you're crazy but these are just the theories that are keeping me sane right now though they sound insane they're keeping me sane and if that's what I have to do to, you know, stay alive, that's what I'm going to do until I go to therapy and get better um, coping mechanisms to this whole situation. So, yeah, that's my theory. I really think that I self-sabotage myself with songs. Um, if you're out there, 
don't do that like give yourself a very wide range of music um don't let music consume your life because i don't know music has power so that i don't know this could i don't know i don't know guys to say that i was oblivious i wasn't oblivious to relationships and things like that but like i said i was always very i guarded my heart like extremely probably a little bit too much um but i was always the friend I'm like a listener, so I was always a friend that my friends would come to, and they'd be like, Maya, like, this guy, he's not texting me back, or he's not talking to me, or I don't know if he likes me. I'd be like, I don't know, girl, like, just, uh, don't text him back, or don't talk to him, or do something else, like, it just, it's fine, like, you're okay. But, um, when I tell you that I have become those girls that I used to talk about, not talk about, but that used to come to me in the past, it's crazy. Like, my poor friends, they have been They've been so supportive, honestly. Everybody's been surprisingly supportive and, like, just very helpful to me during this time. But the fact that my friends have had to hear me talk about this story and things like this for the past couple weeks over and over and over again, and they have every single time told me something completely different and encouraged me in a completely different way has been amazing, and I love them so, 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 so much. I don't really say I love people a lot. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, but when I say it, it has meaning because I don't say it very often. But yeah, I really do love everybody that has been so supportive to me. But yeah, like I've turned into those, I've turned into those girls, and I'm like, what is going on, Maya? Like, who are you? Get it together! Like, you have to come out of this. So, yeah, that's just another thing that I've noticed about myself that I'm like changing into. Um, it's helping though. Um, learning about other people's, like I said, learning about other people's stories does help me does give me perspective on life, does let me know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, so it has been pretty good, but, um, yeah, my friends have been, they have been going through it with me for this past couple weeks, but I, I couldn't have asked for any better friends, and my sister is included in friends, um, just in case you were wondering, um, but yeah, it's just a simple fact that everybody has gone through this, like, why can I look up three songs and they all tell me the same thing? why are why are we not um making these guys more accountable for the way that they treat women um just one thing i'm gonna say really quickly i never call guys men i feel like you have to um show me like i feel like you're a boy until you're proven to be a man that's just my theory that's just the way i see it fight me if you want to but the fact that we just let these mentally unstable um boys just run around the world breaking girls hearts is insane to me like i should not I should not have to text my friends and be like, yeah, this happened to me. And they're like, oh, yeah, that happened to me, too, like, 14 times already. Like, what? Why is that okay? Why is that normal? Let's not, let's unnormalize this situation. Let's figure out a way to make a more healthier, mentally healthier world so that we don't have to go through things like this this often. Like, obviously, it's a part of life. It, It comes with the territory. I get that. But some people have gone through breakup after breakup after breakup, heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. And for what? I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that guys are the um, source of everything. I'm not not saying that, but I'm not saying that. But I do think that they, they, and I'm not saying that this guy is, I'm not, this is not about him. This is a general statement. But I do think we need, we have some work to do in the, in the, in the world with people. Like we have to, we have to do better guys. We have to do better. So yeah, this has been, um, como se dice, rough, a uh, very rough time. Now I'm going to try to talk about the like, aftermath like the depression portion of it um my body does this fun little cute little great thing where if it's like anxious sad 
um, depressed, worried, stressed, any emotion, literally any emotion, it will shut down. Like, it just will not eat. Like, I'm not really a person that eats a lot to begin with, but throw a little bit of stress in there, sprinkle a little bit of that in my life, and your girl's not eating. Like, the first day after this whole entire situation, I did not eat or drink for the whole entire day. Like, I had nothing. I just was in my bed watching Blackish, and everybody stopped watching Blackish at a certain point, and the fact that I um, started watching it again should tell you everything you need to know. I literally finished all of season seven, maybe six and seven in one day. I just sat in my bed, and I just, I just watched that the whole entire time. So my body just didn't eat. Like, I think I lost... It's really only been like a, a little over a week, but I've probably lost like 10 pounds this past week because I've only eaten maybe half a meal a day. It's just been, it's been really, really bad. But like the thought of food just makes me want to vomit. I don't, I don't know why that's my body's reaction to food when it's stressed, but I just, some people eat like are stress eaters. I am whatever the opposite of that is. Like that is me. Like I, I just will not eat. So that was really fun for me uh i'm already a skinny gal so i don't think that's the most healthiest uh reaction to stress but i do think that in the future when i get healthy like my summer body will thank me for this time but right now it's it's not looking too good but we're working on it um and then what else was going on like i was just really like it was just bad like i was depressed I was, showering was so hard for me. Like, I couldn't really get out of my bed because I was just sitting there the whole time. This is probably TMI, but like whatever, it's real. I couldn't get myself up to like take a shower. Taking a shower for some reason felt like the hardest task imaginable. Like I just could not do it for like days. It was, it was bad. I was just, I just couldn't do it. And then like, I couldn't even do my hair. Thank God I have a very, very short cut so I can just sprinkle some water on my hair and I'll be good to go. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Like I was just, it was like, it was like Maya for what? Like get up, get it together. Like I just couldn't do it. So that was that. Then on top of all of that, I couldn't sleep. So like when I was in the relationship, we used to go to sleep on the phone together. So once that ended, I was like super anxious. I was like, oh, what do I do? Like, I mean, I know how to sleep, but it just, that safety feeling I guess wasn't there anymore so I just couldn't sleep so I was trying to figure out all these ways to fall asleep because I was like if I can just shut my brain off for seven hours that's seven hours I don't have to think about the situation so I was trying everything like my mother is very holistic so I was trying like natural sleepy teas that was not working I was trying natural sleeping pills that was not working I was trying melatonin that was not working i was trying cbd oil that was not working uh i even tried like tylenol pm did not work not all at the same time because like one thing about me and thank god this is me pills i hate pills like i will never take a pill unless i'm dying so the fact that i was even doing this is telling you how serious i, I wanted to sleep but I wasn't doing them all at the same time. I was trying a different one. Not every day, but I was trying something different every day. And then the most it would give me would be like three hours of sleep. Then I would just be up. So I would try to stay as uh, awake for as long as I could. Because I used to sleep at like 8 o'clock. That used to be so good for me, sleeping at 8 o'clock. But um, I started trying to go to sleep at like 11 or like 12. Because then I was like, okay, then if I sleep, if I only get three hours of sleep, then it's like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and then I have to wake up at 6 o'clock, whatever was not working i would sleep for like three hours then i would just be up and then i started watching everybody loves raymond um 
hot hot tip good tip don't watch that show if you're going through something that show is very toxic and the grandma is is very mean so I would not suggest that I stopped watching that but that's what I was doing at the time like I would just wake up at two or three o'clock in the morning and I would just try to watch something to like not have my brain think about anything because I was like if you're awake you're thinking about stuff and then you're just going to be sad again so I really I'm working on my sleep like it's getting better I think I've slept a little bit longer each day but that sleep part was was so rough for me and that lasted like all of March I was not sleeping at all I literally just got my sleep back I want to say maybe and I'm not when I say I got it back I didn't get it back it's just a little bit better and that was like two days ago so that was the sleeping portion of my um depression then through all of this I still had to go to like work and I was still in school so I've never I mean I've been at this company I worked for for six years I think I've called out maybe twice out of the six years I've been here and when I tell you every day I wanted to just call out because I wasn't sleeping so I was just feeling everything and the feelings were just so painful like my heart felt tingly and my brain felt tingly and I was just like thinking of like anything that can go wrong or everything that could possibly be happening I was just thinking of all that stuff and it was just like consuming my brain so much that I wasn't able to sleep and then I just didn't want to get up out of bed I just like I just want to sit there because I have to go to work and I my job I deal with people so I have to pretend to be happy which is already hard on a regular day so doing that when you're not even really happy is even harder I remember I texted my mom and I was just like I'm gonna call out like text my mom from like the other room I was like I'm gonna call out like I can't do this and she was like okay that's fine like tell your boss eventually I I just was like no this doesn't make any sense like I'm not about to sit in this house and just I don't know that I didn't I understood why I wanted to call out and be home but I didn't think it would be fruitful for me to sit at home and just be depressed in my bed because I think that would have been worse so I did I managed to go to work um every single day but I was very close to calling out multiple times multiple times And when I got to work, the girls, they were so sweet. They always made sure I was eating. Um, They really took care of me during these, like, two weeks. Uh, I'm really grateful for them, and they made it better. But, like, it would just literally come in waves. So, like, I would be there laughing, having a good time at work, you know, talking with the girls. And then I would just remember, I'm like, oh, okay, great, yeah, I'm sad again. And then I would just be happy again, and then I'd be sad again, and I'd be happy again, and I'd be sad. And it would just keep going like that and like that and like that for a really, really long time. And I'm just like, I just want this to be over. Like, people get through, like, this is not that bad, and people get through this. But it's like, I just want to get to the part where I'm over it. Like, I want to get to the part where I'm good again. And that's, like, this little in-between stage is just really, it's really, it's really getting to me. So that's, that was, like, that portion of it. Um, But I'm just happy that, you know... I'm happy that I am getting through it and I am getting better, but it was just, it was rough. Uh, another a coping mechanism that I was doing, I don't know if the pills were coping, not the pills, I don't know if the sleeping stuff was coping, but I did get a tattoo. Now, this is not really that shocking to people if you know me because I have 11 tattoos already, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to get a tattoo because tattoos make you feel better when you're sad. Um, did that work? No. Do I love my tattoo? Yes. It's probably the best tattoo I've ever gotten in my whole entire life. And this is my new tattoo artist. Thank you, Nia, my sister, for um, 
finding this guy because now I'm only going to go to him. So that was cool, but it only helped me maybe 3%. But another another good thing about this situation is that, and I've been like battling with this in my mind, is God a coping mechanism? Like, is that okay if he's my coping mechanism? Because this whole situation kind of really brought me closer to God. But I don't, I don't know, like, you can have good coping mechanisms, like, people go to the gym, or they paint, or, I don't know, they go for hikes. There's good ways to, to cope with things, but I'm just kind of sad and, like, battling with the fact that it took something really sad to make me so desperate to get close to God, if that makes sense. Because I've always had a very, like, good, safe, happy life, like, my parents are very, I don't they're not rich they're very like well-off people I've always gotten everything I've ever like wanted or needed um I've always had a car you know a job all the all the things that you can need I've, I've always had and I've always had a job to be able to afford the things that maybe my parents didn't really want to get me so I've never really mm, struggled <laughs> this sounds so like obnoxious but it's the truth like I've never really had to struggle with anything my parents made sure of it I mean yeah there were some like sad things that I went through or things that happened in my life but besides school I've really not had much to cry about or really come to God for um so all of my like prayers to him and my my time with God has always been very like gratitude forward kind of just like thank you for this thank you for that or praying for other people like it was never like I'm suffering God please get me out of this type of prayers because I've just never experienced that so I, that's why I also think like this, not saying that what the guy did was right, but that's not really for me to judge, but I really think that it had to be this um, <laughs> dramatic because if it wasn't this bad, I think I would have just kind of been like, okay, like, you know, it's whatever, and I just would have went on my merry way, and I would have never thought about it again, but I think that because it happened the way it did, it really forced me to, like, sit down and be like, okay, Maya, like, you have to figure out who you are as a daughter, like, you can't you can't just keep living this life all like lukewarm, you know? And I think that's another reason like there was a disconnect cuz like I always knew who I was and I feel like he was trying to figure out who he was. So th- we were just in like different stages in our life during the relationship, but he was also very like he knew God, he could hear God, like he that was just him. Like that that's that's who he is and that was always very important to him and I think I relied on him and got a lot of like reassurance through him and if he heard something I would just be like oh yeah like well if you heard it then it it must be the truth like it must be God but it's like girl you can't that's not how it works like you have to you have to be able to hear for yourself so I think I'm just taking this time to really try to do that and I was listening to this um I don't know what I was listening to something and basically they were saying like um, suffering produces compassion and I really feel like that's the that's what I'm in right now so also when I was de- when I was like feeling depressed the only thing that was getting me out of bed I feel like was God and I feel I feel like I'm like a feeler like the the, the kitties these days they call it uh, empaths like I'm you're like an empath like as an empath I feel that you're sad but I kind of feel like I feel things a little more deeply um, than most people and I just felt like, like, let's say you're a kid in the pool and you can't swim. 
I I can swim but let's say you can't swim and the lifeguard is like lifting you up underneath you know like how they they hold you under your armpits kind of way and they're pulling you up out of the water like that's how I felt God like I felt that's what I felt God was doing to me like yeah um I'm still like slumped over but I still felt him lifting me up like yeah there was still water in my lungs yeah I'm still sad yeah I'm still coughing up up the water and things like that but he he was still lifting me up and he was still keeping me during that whole entire time and I just felt like I always felt him holding me so that really really that was like my only reason to get up out of bed because I, I genuinely felt his hand like on me there was like a scripture about that too I don't remember what it is um but it was something like that but yeah that's that's was keeping me that was keeping me alive like god was keeping me alive and i just took that time because in the beginning when this first happened i was like really trying to worry not worry i was really trying to learn about grace and i was like i just want to give this guy grace like he's going he before i knew what was going on I was like, he's going through things, you know, he is really trying to get his life together. I just want to make sure that my heart is always in a posture of, you know, grace and of forgiveness and understanding. So I was just really like, I just wanted to study grace. And I was doing that for a while. Not not really a while. It was like, it was like a week. I was doing it for like a week studying grace. And then I don't know how I switched over to Hannah, but I started um, kind of obsessing over her and her story and I was just watching all these things about Hannah and I was reading all about her life and I was just I was really getting deep into Hannah and her story and and what she went through um and how God like blessed her and I was watching this sermon and this guy was like Hannah's name means grace and mercy and I was just like wow like how did I even how did the two even can like how did I don't know God is just funny so that's been my little Jesus journey I guess you could say I am um learning more and more and I'm just I'm really just trying to figure out who I am like who I I know who I am I know who Maya is I've always known who Maya is that's never been a question you can ask anybody I've always been very confident in myself um I've never really been one to give into peer pressure but it's like who am I as a child of God that I don't think I I think I know I mean I don't know I don't know if I know I think I know but I don't want to accept it or I think it's like right there I just have to kind of open my eyes to see it but this time I don't want to say season I hate the word season Christians or believers whatever you want to call themselves love the word season like I'm just in a season of my life right now where I have to no I don't what does a season even mean how long is the season what does what what does that mean it just it just bothers me anyway but I'm in a time of my life where I just want to just really take the time and figure out who I am as a daughter so yeah I've already said my only prayer (laughs) my only prayer to God was that um there's no more relationships like I don't want I don't want to be in another relationship until I finish school I said God don't bring me my husband don't bring me anything until I cross that graduation stage. The guy could be like, like it could be your friend. I don't. I just don't want them to appear, or I don't want them to tell me anything until I cross that graduation stage. They could be the waiter at the Applebee's on my graduation dinner. They could be the security guard at the bottom of the steps of the graduation. I don't care. Just let them not talk to me 
in that way until I have gotten that diploma in my hand and I am off that stage and I'm done. That is my only prayer, okay? I Anything else, like, I'm not worried about the future. I know the future is fine. Like, I know my future will be okay. I'm not, that's not a, I'm not like, what if I never find a love again? Like, that's not really a question for me. I'm not concerned about that. I just want to finish school. That's always what I've said. I said that in the beginning. That's what I want to do. And that's what I'm asking God for. So, um, yeah, another way of, like, me getting better is, well, I kind of just want to experience it. Like, I want to, because I'm so good, one thing that I can do is block something out. Like, ask me about high school, even though it was a long time ago. Ask me about high school. I can't tell you not one thing about high school. I have blocked those four years out of my life so well it's not even funny like I don't know anything about high school so I didn't want this situation I didn't want to just block it out because if I did get another relationship then these feelings or these unresolved emotions could bubble up and then it could hinder something that could be what is supposed to be for me so I really wanted to sit in this and that's why I'm very like I'm going to therapy and things like that but I want to feel all of the feelings I want to work through all of the emotions and I want to properly heal like, I'm in medical. Like, I don't want a band-aid over this situation. I want sutures. Like, I want the sutures in the inside all the way up to the top. Like, I don't want the band-aid. I don't want the stereo strip. I don't want any of that. I want the full sutures and the full healing. And then I want a cute little scar. And I want to move on, you know? So I'm really trying to make sure that... And that's why I'm doing all these weird things. Like, I'm just trying to make sure that I express all the emotions that I'm feeling and get them out so that I can get them out and then I can figure out what I should be doing next. I've also um, decided to get rid of all my socials for April. Um, was I a social media girl to begin with? No. I did use it a lot because I was just bored a lot, but I don't know that I was addicted. I don't know, but I was like, I'm getting rid of them. Do seeing people, seeing people happy right now making me a little bitter? I'm gonna say yes, but I have every right to be bitter. But um, I just could, I just like, I had to take them off. I used to just log off, but I was like, no, I'm taking these. I'm deleting all of the apps off my phone. I don't want to look at them. I still have Twitter, but nobody really uses Twitter that much. So, um, but I've gotten them all off my phone and I'm like, I'm just going to focus on me. That's what everybody says. Like, focus on you, girl. Like, you're going to be good. So that's really been my, um, that's my little healing journey that I'm deciding to do. Um yeah that's basically it for the first episode i'm just here to take it day by day like i said i have a weird obsession with people's life stories so i really think that whether i share this with people or not whether this becomes a thing or not wouldn't it be funny if it did though i don't know if i have the energy for that but whether it just becomes maya's little project that she literally gives to her daughter at the age of 13 or whether it becomes something that my friends just laugh at and enjoy, or whether it becomes something big. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. I just think that hearing other people's stories, um, me expressing how I'm feeling, things like that are just forms of healing to me. And I just really like to, it's just something that I like to do. So that's basically it. Um, For the end, what I was thinking, like a lot of podcasts I listen to, they they um always talk about like what's your what are you listening to like what's your favorite song but I think I was gonna do like your favorite love song and your favorite heartbreak song 
does Maya have a, a love song right now? No. <laughs> Maya is, um, um, I'm heartbroken. So she doesn't have a love song. Love songs don't exist to her right now. Does she have a heartbreak song? She sure does. Olivia Rodrigo. Honey, sweetie. Um, your album. Amazing. Know that I loved you so bad I let you treat me like that I was your willing accomplice, honey And I watched as you fled the scene Though I as you buried me One heart broke, four hands bloody The things I did Just so I could call you my things you did well i hope i was your favorite crime. that little girl that 18 year old 19 year old girl has managed to write an album that is so beautiful it's insane i'm i'm just watch her documentary on um disney plus if you haven't it's really really good her whole entire album is sad girl music uh it's very very good but the song I'm going to choose is a Jasmine Sullivan song. It's called Hurt Me So Good. And that's really been um, the song for the past couple of weeks. So, yeah. You know I can't leave you. But I that's basically it thank you so much for listening if anybody's listening i don't even know it's been cool if you got this far i hope you've learned a little bit about me i hope it was entertaining enough for you to listen all the way through um that's basically it i have ideas of other uh episodes that i want to do hopefully my friends won't think i'm crazy and they'll do them with me and we'll have like good conversation i don't think i'm an interviewer uh so i don't really know how this is gonna go but i know my friends talk more than i do so we'll have a good time either way so yeah thank you so much for listening if this gets out and i'll talk to you guys later bye